Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads. Joined, as always, every Sunday with my, my fellas, Swerving Irving Washington, Mr. Yo. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? Sunday night, how we doing? Doing good, chilling. I'm looking forward to next week because that means we're on our way to a four day weekend. Oh god, dude! Here he goes. The weekend, the weekend warrior. Can't wait. <laughs> been the weekend warrior, man. Uh, yeah, we are. We are close to Fourth of July, which also means we get a lot of day baseball, which is always fun. Yep. Um, man. Yes. What a weekend, what a week in sports, a lot of wild baseball going on, which I'm very excited to talk about. We're going to be giving our all-star teams tonight, NLAL all-star teams, because we've seen a lot of bullshit with the the all-star voting, but it is what it is. Um, We'll also be, uh, yeah, a lot of baseball, man. We're, We're in the dog days of summer, man. Like We really only got baseball to talk about. Obviously, we're previewing college football on one show. We're going to start previewing NFL on this show as well, uh, getting here close. But our main priority right now is baseball, and it's been a phenomenal season. A lot of ups and downs, so I'm looking forward to it. We are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. With that being said, Ben, you sipping on anything tonight? I am. I actually have one that's perfect for the week. Uh, Bear Bottle is one that can be found on uh, Tavour, so make sure to go check that. Bear Bottle is out of San Francisco. Nice. But for the week that we had, I had to do this one. (laughs) It's called Rise of the Tartanic. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, It's an imperial fruited uh, sour IP or sour pale. God, it's eight. Imperial fruited sour ale. Uh, there's no pale or I, uh, India pale ale in there. Um, it's coming in at eight percent, so uh, it smells incredible. It's, um, it's heavy, oh, just like the go. water pressure. There we go. <laughs> it's heavy, just like all those uh, those orca whales uh, after you know dinner that night. Um, Damn. So it's got black currant. Uh, guava, blueberry, passion fruit, and vanilla. I mean, the whole thing's a fucking joke, man. These people shouldn't have gotten on there. I feel bad that five people died, but it was like, let's cut every single corner that we can and then charge $250. Oh, bro, the second Buddy pulled out a PlayStation 2 controller to control it, I would have been It wasn't even, it was a Logitech controller. Yeah, I would have been like, y'all, I'm out. You can buy it for 30 bucks. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing they're buying, you know, uh, past due 
like uh, materials from airlines that, you know, they can't use anymore. They're using a porthole that can only go down 1,500 feet and they're trying to go down 12,000. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Not the, uh, so. you know, what's even, you know, what's crazy though is like the deep world of the sea, like deep world ocean ex- exploration. Like, we know less about that than we do fucking outer space, which is mind boggling to me. Because the water is no... Dude, the sea is no joke. Oh, yeah. It's darker than down there than uh, in outer space, so... It's fucking insane, bro. Water is a very... Like, dude, I bet there's creatures out there like we have no idea even exist in in the ocean, dude. 100%. Like, there's probably megalodons still out there and shit. Nah, I don't know if we can go that far, but... I mean, who knows, bro? Like, we... Dude, the... They say we've only explored like five percent of the ocean. Yeah, megalodons. I think go go a little too far, though. I mean, who knows, dude? Irvin sent me a fucking TikTok of like these prehistoric fucking animals and shit. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, who knows, bro? Like, they exist. You know, there was ten foot gorillas at one point, bro. There could definitely still be megalodons out there. How did they just disappear, man? It's not like we killed them. I mean, food supply or uh, evolution. Evol- you evolve smaller? Yeah. I don't know about that. You can absolutely evolve smaller. <laughs> if you don't have, if there isn't enough food supply, then you would evolve smaller to. You don't use... think there's enough food in the ocean? Well, the food that the megalodon feasted on, yeah, they got a dig, they'll go extinct. But what was I'm not going to say. I'm not gonna say that is it's a it's a this is just a high probability that they're they're extinct. But the lightning move, here's another fun fact that uh, a lot of people don't know. It could have been anything from like water temperature, who knows? That's true. Good point. That's why you work at Stanford. So Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez. Oh, Hold on, how do we go from Megalodons to Tom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because we're a sports podcast, motherfucker, and I'm bringing the sports in. All right, um, what is this? Out Kirby Puckett, or I'm uh, sorry, uh, Tony Gwynn? Yeah, Tom Glavin, yep. Greg Maddox, okay. Pedro Martinez. All right. And uh, what's the other one? You said Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, who else? Uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez. Yeah. And what? What about him? <laughs> they faced uh, Tony Gwynn 350 times. They struck oh, yeah. him three times. Yeah. yeah I mean, Tony... Combined. Combined. Yeah. Tony Gwynn's a special player. They struck player. out over 12,000 batters combined. That's not something like you can uh, you can double the amount of uh, like plate appearances that Tony Gwynn had, and he's still like above the majority of uh, <laughs> of players in like four or five different categories. Yeah, he, he said he could have went zero for like his last thirteen hundred or some shit, and still yeah. been a, a three hundred career hitter. That's yeah. crazy. Irv sent me a video today uh, where they said uh, Luisa Rice has only swung and missed thirteen times this year. Thirteen times. Wow. That's insane, dude. In today's <laughs> game, that is absolutely insanity. 
His last seven games, he's batting five sixty. Yeah. His OPS is like sixteen hundred. It's insane, bro. We're gonna talk about Luis Arias coming up. Um, be drinking, Jordan. Oh, dude, I'm drinking. I'm just sipping on a little something right right now. Nothing too just special. Just a little something. Just a little something. That's what it's called, a little something. Oh, oh, oh little okay. something. from Lagunitas. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little I'm, something, something. Yeah, nothing nothing too special. I was up till like 3 in the morning last night watching KBO. Uh, <laughs> yeah. High-quality baseball at its best. I mean, it was it was – it was interesting, man. It was it was fun. Uh, one of the games I bet on got rained out, so that sucked. But uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good day in KBO. Went two and zero yesterday. There we go. So it was a good night, man. Uh, rolled it over in today. Went six and two today. So you know we're we're doing well, man. The only the only bet I lost today in baseball was the fucking Chicago Cubs, man. They were up four nothing. The fucking Cardinals. Air by Trey Mancini, and I, I didn't even watch the game, dude. I woke up this morning at, like, 9 a.m., just sleeping in for me. Wake up at 9 a.m., and I see Marcus Stroman gave up seven runs. I'm like, what the fuck happened, dude? And come to find out there was an error. They re, they rescored it later. He only gave up three earned runs because uh, he gave up four mm-hmm. on an error, which is never fun. And crazy scores in baseball these last couple of days, whether it's uh, majors or College World Series too. Mm. Twenty four to four today. Yeah, if you uh, if you follow Oof. me on Twitter, we were having some fun last night with that Rockies game. Yeah. Uh, hit hit the live over twenty four and a half because the Angels put up so much. But really, I was I was I just wanted to see the Angels put up four touchdowns, dude. I was hoping for it. <laughs> <clears throat> Bro, like, how did the Rockies not put a position player in, dude? Yeah. Like what's a, what is the point of taxing your bullpen? I mean, I guess they didn't tax them. They only threw like four. You guys. can only put them in after the seventh, correct? And up by ten runs, or just any time after the seventh. 10. Yeah, after the seventh, if you're down yeah. by down or up by ten, yeah, you can. But I wanted to see the Angels put up twenty eight. And the funniest part about that whole game is the Angels did all that, and Otani wasn't even good. <laughs> he was yeah. one for seven in the game. Didn't even have an RBI. Which is insane, mind-boggling. Mickey Moniak had a hell of a yeah. game. And, Otani uh, had one RBI. Oh, you did have an RBI. And Hunter one Renfro. Seven. Yeah. Hunter Renfro balled out. Yep. I th- Mickey Moniak was a he was a triple away from the cycle, and he tried to go for it, and he tripped over first base and almost fucking didn't even make it to second, which was hella funny. Yeah. I think he was also an RBI away from breaking the Angels' single-game record, Mickey Moniak. How many RBIs do you have? Six? Four. Okay, no, wasn't it? How many Hannah Renfro have? Five or Fletcher, six? Fletcher had five. Renfro had four. Okay. Never mind. <clears throat> I remember the... I was listening to Angels broadcast, and they kept bringing up all these fucking records. They were all breaking. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Which was... uh, Yeah, Moniac five for five. Renfro five for five. Bro, that 13-run second inning, though, was insane, dude. Like... Yeah. And the funniest part about that whole inning, Otani had two of the three outs. Yeah. Trout homer, Drury homer. Oh, they went back Ice to back homer. to back. Yeah. Ward single, Moniac to third. Otani single to right. Drury single to center. Run for a j- doubled. Escobar single, Moniac homered. 
Drew Reese. Oh, no, that was fourth inning. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a... 15-0 by the end of the third. Bro, it was a... Even... I, like, flipped over to the Rockies broadcast, too, and, like, they were even, like... You know, games <laughs> like this, it's... You know, it's... Just got to admire what's going on, man. Like, just... It's, you know, tip your cap to the Angels, man. They had a hell of a game, and then today they couldn't fucking hit for shit. Of course, that's yeah. how it goes. Baseball, baby. That is baseball. Um, man, hell of a weekend, though. We saw the, we saw the Braves versus the Reds. Obviously, the Reds came in winning 11 uh, or 10 straight. They won their 11 straight on Friday against the Braves. Lose the remaining two. Um the Royals took two of three from the Rays at home yeah, on, at, in Tampa, surprising. which is pretty surprising. Uh, Yankees swept Texas, also very surprising. Giants took two of three from the Diamondbacks. But, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this, Ben, is we need to put an asterisk next to that, next to that series because Irvin and I talked about this on Friday. On f- Friday's game, uh, that was a schedule loss for Arizona because Thursday they play the they played uh, who did they play on Thursday? They played on the East Coast. I think they played Detroit. Uh, Thursday or they played, they, uh, played. they played or no, I'm sorry. Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. They played uh, Thursday. They played the Nationals. They played the Nationals. A one game. game, yeah. So they had to go. They had to fly on Thursday to DC or Wednesday night to D.C., play in D.C. on Thursday, and then fly to San Francisco. And and the Giants had a day off on Thursday. So, like, that game These already... professional ball players. Crimea River. Hey, scheduled losses happen in pro sports, bro. That's And that's, what we're, that's why we handicap these games, because it's things like that we take advantage of. So, I knew they were going to lose against the Giants on Friday. Now Merrill Kelly was dog shit on Saturday, and you got to tip your cap to the Giants. They did it; they had a hell of a good game. Um, and then, but Sunday, Ryan Nelson comes out, pitches a fucking gem. Yep. Um, Giants are playing really well, dude. They've won twelve of yep. their last fourteen games. They are in contention for the NL West now. I just don't know how long they can sustain this. Agreed. Utilizing their bullpen as much as they do, and it's kind of the same concern I have is with the Reds, dude. Is like, aside from Logan Webb, Ben, who is giving you quality starts? No, and that that's something that is a a huge need, um, you know, coming from now into the deadline. And to be honest, you got to be that team that goes out and gets that starting that number one ace first, because the second that person's off the the market. There's six other teams calling for number two and number three because they need a pitcher as well. So you got to get that pitcher first. And there's a lot of teams that need a number two, number three guy. Yeah, and the biggest problem is is the teams that need them have the deepest farm system. Great. You got to have what the other team wants and – you got to be there at the right time. I mean, that's a that's a big thing with these, well, these so, trades is so if they're not getting calls and then one team calls and blows them away, yeah, they're going to trade it. Well, the, the fascinating, you know, this is a good segue because you know, we hear Aaron Judge might be out for the year on Saturday. Uh today Aaron Judge said that he's not going to be out for the year, so we don't know where the fuck this is, but there's no timetable for Aaron Judge's return. Yep. Now, if you're the Yankees, 
Since Aaron Judge's last game, the Yankees are dead last in Major League Baseball, 66 WRC+, plus, a 163 ISO. They have not been good offensively. They are coming off a sweep of the Rangers. They took two of three from the Mariners as well. So, I mean, they are playing very well. But if you're the Yankees, knowing how much you've struggled without Aaron Judge, do you consider trading Garrett Cole at the deadline? Who I think has two years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no. You can't. Uh, because the fans, one, I mean, they are they going to win that division? No. Can they still get into a uh, uh, wild card spot? Yes. I mean, they're in the wild card spot right now. Oh, so I don't never, think. Never it, mind. This dude got a contract through 2028. He got a long time left. Okay, and and they're in contention right now. I don't think you can. Um, yeah, but do you? I mean, coming into this Mariner series, dude, they lost like eight out of ten games. It's not like, and you got to expect expect uh, Rodon's going to be back soon. So is he? You know, it's, I keep yeah, hearing he's going to be back soon. Yeah, as long as he doesn't hurt himself in, uh, you know, in in. The, the call-ups again in, in the minor league systems. It doesn't pull his, was his hamstring, his back. Every, dude, every time it's a different injury with him, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to expect that he's going to be, you know, back fairly soon. That's going to give a shot in the arm. You know, it's – there's still an opportunity for them, and they're going to be pushing to their fans that even if they make it in a wild-card position – they make the playoffs, there's a chance. And that's going to get people in their seats. And if they tr- start trading away people, I mean, the Yankees fans are going to come, but they're going to be asking for people's heads. I, I don't think it's worth it. I, I mean, I agree. Like, right now, I wouldn't consider trading him, but, I mean, we, we still have a month until the trade deadline, right? Let's say the Yankees go into the trade deadline and they're, you know, the Blue Jays overtake them and they're sitting there and, in fourth place, and it's just like, at that point, do you honestly consider because the starting pitching market probably isn't going to be that deep. I mean, who who's going to get traded in the starting pitching market? I, I don't think the Guardians are going to trade Shane Bieber, even though they probably should because they're contending for that division. I don't yeah. think uh, the Cubs are going to trade Marcus Stroman because the Cubs are only three and a half games out of, or two and a half games, two, or, two and a half or three and a half. I don't know. I'm not looking at it right now, but they're right there in contention for the, NL Central, so I don't think they're going to trade him. So no, I, I think Cubs are pretty far back. Nah, dude, they're in second place or third place, but they're only like two and a half out. Let me, I'll pull it up right now. I, I, I am doing that right now too. The Cubs are three games back out of first, thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Oh, okay. so closer than I thought, and they have the best rotation in that division. So my point is, is that like there's the starting pitching market isn't going to be that deep. You have the Dodgers I need pitching. You have the Diamondbacks that could use a starter. You have the Orioles that could use a starter. You have uh, the Braves that could use a starter. I mean, you have all these playoff contention teams that could use starting pitching. Even the Rays, bro. The Rays, the Rays have oh, a yeah. million injuries, and now Shane McClanahan yep. might be hurt. Yep. So you have you have all these teams that need starting pitching. It's like. Brian Cashman is a very smart guy, dude. He's one of the smartest GMs as much shit as, as Yankees fans give him. He could get a potential fucking haul for Garrett Cole. 
Yeah, until Rodon. I mean, uh, again, they they have a pretty easy schedule for for July, which I, I think is you know is the tough part there. Um, I, I think they'll move up and continue at pace to keep that wildcard position. So I don't think I don't think it happens. Um, you know, I, I think you can see. You know, it could be Chicago if they're down in the line. Detroit, the they might Chicago trade some there. What's that? Who's Chicago? They ain't trading C's. No, but they'd probably trade Lynn. I could be a decent pickup, actually. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got, you know, the Mets. They might want to save some, uh, you know, save some money there and, and trade out one of their pitchers. Um, no, the report came out that they're actually going to be buyers at the trade deadline. That motherfucker, Steve Cohen, is so fucking stupid, dog. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends. I mean, we're still, what, a month and a half away? Dog, he's like the smartest away? dumb mother. He's the dumbest smart dude behind I mean, Elon point, does, Musk. Does San Diego trade away pitchers? Who the fuck is San Diego trading? Blake Snell? That's about it. That's the only person they can yeah. trade. They just gave Musgrove a new contract, though. And nobody, I guarantee you, no one's taking Musgrove's contract, bro. They're stuck mm-hmm. with that shit. Yeah. Their only value, because Blake Snell's a free agent at the end of the year, so, I mean, you might be honest. I think you, was a, you Darvish is a free agent too, right? No, nah, I think he's got one more year left, one or two. Oh, okay. I know Snell's for sure a free agent, so Ben yeah, might be onto something there. a three-year deal or some shit like that. Oh, it was a three-year deal that he had with the, uh, with the Rays before he got traded. Blake Snell would look good in black and orange, too, in the Northeast. I wouldn't be opposed against it. Yep. And he's pitching like the old Blake still right now. Oh, bro. There might be some value on him taking him Cy Young right now. I don't think he's allowed to run in his last three stars. He has like fucking 40 strikeouts in his last three stars. Like, dude, not not 40, but he's he's been incredible, man. He's been absolutely incredible. Now, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting uh, trade deadline because I feel like there's so many teams that can talk themselves into believing that they're they're in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, A, that, that allows for less people to be traded, and B, that makes more people viable to be hunting for guys like that. Yep. Um, you know, like Seattle sitting there. Obviously, they, they can't trade Luis Castillo. They just sign him to a new deal. They're definitely not trading Logan Gilbert. He's still on his rookie deal. They're not trading uh, Kirby. He's on his rookie deal. But they have a bunch of bullpen pieces that they can get a haul for. And Munoz and uh, and uh, Seawald. Like, they got a, a lot of pieces that they could probably deal and get stuff back. So, it's going to be interesting, yep. man. Pitching is a premium, bro. Yep. And you really do need three good starters going into the playoffs, or the teams, or like four legit bullpen arms, dude. Even then, when you're going deep, I think you need that third starter. Yeah, but I mean, like we've seen the last several years, you know, teams shorten the game with, yeah, the with, the, with an elite. Because remember, in the playoffs, you get you only play two games in a row, then you get a day off. So the bullpens are a little bit easier to manage. So if you have four 
Like, if you can shorten a game to five innings and you just need a starter to go five innings and hope your offense puts up enough runs to have a lead going into the fifth inning. Like, bro, if you had, like, Baltimore, for example, they have Yenier Cano and Felix Bautista. You know once you get a game into the seventh inning, there's, like, an 85% chance you're winning that game. Like, there's no no way those dudes are giving up more than one run combined. You know what I mean? So if you can get two more solid bullpen guys, you can absolutely shorten the game where you just need your starters to go out there and and keep you in the ball game, help you score enough runs, and it's like throw a reliever out there, hope he gives up one or less, throw another one, and then we get to Cano and Bautista. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Like, look at the Reds right now. That's how the Reds are winning games. Yeah, but I'm talking playoff games. Yeah, playoff but, games and regular season games are completely different. Sure, but I mean... Yeah, but we don't know how the pitch clock is going to affect the playoff games either. Bro, I have a feeling... This this is a hot take. Hot take alert here. I have a feeling they're going to turn the pitch clock off in the playoffs. Mm, I don't think so. I do, because... If they didn't do it by now, they're not going to do it. So I was listening to the Fox broadcast of uh, Minnesota versus Detroit last night, and they had A.J. Pruszynski on. He's a color commentator for Fox. And he was saying that, you know, and I've heard this. This isn't just him. Like, I've heard this from multiple baseball people. Is like, we we don't want the pitch clock in the postseason because it takes away from those big moments. You know, if we're always rushing through, we got to get this pitch off. We got It ruins the moment of the postseason. So I, yeah, but then then you're just gonna mess with the pitcher's timing that they've they've focused on all year. Oh, they can still pitch that fast. They can still pitch that fast. It's just they don't they aren't up against the clock having to pitch that fast. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't know, man. It'll be something to look forward to. Um. Mm. All right. I'll let's, be about for that. Let's let's uh let's talk some all star game. So we we got the second uh, ballot. So now basically we have two people from each position that are going to get voted in from the fans. Obviously, the Major League Baseball All-Stars voted in by fans, players, and managers. Um, so let's, let's do our All-Star game. So this has nothing to do with fan voting or anything like that. This is Irv's, Ben, and Jordan's All-Star teams. All right, let's start with the National League. We're going to go through position by position. We're going to do first base, second base, third base, shortstop, catcher, three outfielders, a DH, and one starting pitcher, which obviously a starting pitcher doesn't get voted in, but we're going to do it. So we're going to start with first base, National League. Who y'all got? I got Freddie Freeman. Yep, Mr. 2000. I don't think there's any – I mean – you can put Goldschmidt in the question there, mm-hmm. but he's uh, his numbers are just such so much lower in two less games that I don't think you can really, you know, I, I don't think you can compare him to it. Um, still, hell of a batter, hell of a, a you know a, a defensive threat, but I, probably better defensively than Freeman, but offensively, Freddie is just so much better. Nah, Freddie's an elite. 
defenseman second on first base. I'd still uh, put I'd still put Goldschmidt as being an elite first baseman. Sure, but he's having a down year offensively, and Freeman's. So it's either it's either Freddie or Matt Olson. I wouldn't be. Uh, Matt Olson would be there if Freddie Freeman wasn't in the National League. Yes, Matt Olson would be there if he didn't strike out so much. Yeah, yeah too. he also has a hella high on base percentage, <laughs> hella high OPS. His ISO is pretty is actually really high too. Yeah, because <clears throat> he's he smacks homers, dude. Yep, I mean he has a twenty nine percent K rate, but he also has a fourteen fourteen point two percent K rate, which is second in the National League, only behind Lamont Wade Junior. Yeah, uh, and uh, not Christian Walker only eight eight percent. Um, Matt Olson. And a two ninety eight ISO, which is first in in uh, the National League. So yeah, too bad the A's didn't keep him moving to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so we're we all have Freddie Freeman as our first baseman, second baseman. I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement here too. Irv, Lewis Arias, yeah. So battling four hundred. We mentioned it earlier. Only smoke and missed 13 times this year, bro. Dude I'm is second it. place there, though. What? I, I, I put first and second for all of our positions here. Okay, so if Luis Arias is first place, second place is down there, rest in peace to the Ocean Gate submersible. That's the gap between yeah. Luis Arias and every other second baseman right now. Not just in the National League, probably the whole MLB. I don't disagree with that. Uh... Offensively, yes. Defensively, we could argue that. He's a solid defender. He's not great. He's, he's not great. He's solid. He's not great. A... But he's not a liability. He's not like Juan Soto out there. Yeah. True. Juan Soto's yeah, actually been a plus defender this year, surprisingly. Yeah, even though Juan Soto's an outfielder, but we know he can be pretty atrocious on defense. Yeah, no, I agree with Luis Arias. Um, he's been an absolute fucking beast this year. Hopefully he gets to 400, man. That would be hitting 400 today. I mean, what's that hitting 400 in, like, 1940s? It's like hitting 600 in the 40s, bro. Yeah, five, six hundred. It's incredible what he's doing, man. And he's, I don't, I don't think there's great, enough attention on it, bro. Yeah, he doesn't have a great walk rate, but his strikeout rate is four point nine percent. Yeah, he doesn't walk because he fucking he gets singles, he's bro. Backing, yeah, and he hits every fucking three. Yeah, he's, and it's not like he's got a small sample size too. Three hundred four plate appearances. Yeah, seventy two games played. Bro, if you're he doesn't hit the ball out of the park, but Ben, if you're OB if your OBP's three fifty, that's like a solid on base percentage. That dude's yeah. hitting over three fifty. <laughs> yeah, his OBP is four fifty four right now. Single percentage lead. almost five hundred. OBP's got to lead the league in. It's got to lead the entire major league baseball, right? I don't know. I can check that. Hold on. Has yeah, to. it can be. It can be no higher on base percentage than four fifty, bro. Acuna, uh, Soto, 429. Soto does walk uh, a lot. Sorry, hold on. Bro, I've hit 400 on MLB to show like once or twice. He got video game numbers. Yeah, no, it's what he's doing. Yeah, it is literally incredible. is video game numbers. And it's crazy because, like, no one's talking about it, bro. Like, people don't understand how crazy this is, bro. Like, we haven't seen a player hit close to 400 
like this since fucking Joe Maurer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like almost yeah. two decades ago. Yeah, like 2000, what, 2, 2003? At least in that. He was like 04 05. The second closest is Juan Soto at 429. Bro, the craziest part? Check it the out. The dudes that won batting titles last year, they hit 311. Mm-hmm. Luis Arise won the AL batting title. He, he hit 311. He's in almost 400. He's good. So he raises bad and average 80 points. Damn. Bro, yeah, Rosarina. Yeah, what was his odds of winning NL MVP before the season? Bro, the thing with, I mean, he's, uh, I don't know if he could pass Acuna for NL MVP right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I think it might be Acuna's to lose right now. Just because Acuna's, he's stealing bags, he's hitting fucking home runs, hitting doubles, like, Acuna could hit fucking uh, 40-40-40. Damn. When all is is Mike Trout still the top five player? No. Not this year. Jeez. We'll get to that. All right, so we all have Luis Arias second Acuna base. Acuna's not hitting 40 home runs. He might not, but if he hits 35 home runs, steals 40 bags, hits 50 doubles, I mean, dude, that's how do you beat that for MVP? Yeah. Corbin Carroll might be able Corbin Carroll's on the same pace, basically, but... Yeah, same 16 home runs, yeah. But the the narrative, quote-unquote narrative, is going to be on Nikunia because, remember, he's coming back from that knee injury, and last year he was atrocious. Yeah, now he's back to being that Acuna we all know. Yep. All right, third base, who y'all got for the NL? I think this Short is... Gonna, or No, we're going third base first. Yeah. Because the shortstop's number five, remember? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Who y'all got for third base? This is, mm-hmm. I know this is going to be, uh, I think we're all going to have different people here for the National League. Yeah. This, this is actually, this was the toughest in my opinion. Yeah, I was probably, but Muncy's hurt, so. Oh, damn, Austin Riley? You got Austin Riley? Pretty low. Riley's, yeah. Irving. I, I'm going to go J.D. Davis. Um, I think you can also have Candelario uh, in Washington. Yep. So um, this was uh this was a tough one for me because Ben first first person I thought of was JD Davis, but JD Davis has played a lot of games at DH. Yeah. Um, which it's true. Which uh which took him out of third base for me, and then this my first vote would have been Max Muncy, but Max Muncy's hurt. And he's going to miss some time. He's supposed to come back on Tuesday, supposedly, which I think will boost him because, you know, I mentioned this on our show. I don't know if I mentioned it on Wednesday or, or Friday, but the Dodgers without Max Muncy have been absolute dog shit offensively. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually has been probably their best offensive player outside of Freddie Freeman this year. But I'm going to go with Spencer Steer of the Cincinnati Reds. And here's why. 357 on base percentage, 271 uh, average, 359 Woba, which is actually the highest in the National League. Um, he has 11 home runs, 40 R- 42 RBIs, uh, and he's been a big spark for what the Reds have been doing. So I'm going Spencer Steer, third base. But, you know, if anyone wants to say... Austin Riley or J.D. Davis or Candelario, 
I'm not opposed to it. I juggled all of them. I think this is one of those ones where you could kind of make a case for all these guys. Yep. You know, I just I took JD Davis out because of the fact that he, he's spent a lot of time at DH. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it really is going to be a point to to see like who else from these teams are going to are, are going to make the team because you're you're likely going to get somebody from every team. So if we don't have anyone else from Washington, yeah, we're talking starters right here. But they, yeah, this could be starter, but still, you know, you could have you could have uh, Candelario. Um, if you don't have any, Candelario will likely be the Nationals for sure. All star. Yeah, uh, they might have another. They might have a couple. Yeah. I think uh, Josiah Gray might make the All Star team as a pitcher. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I wasn't thinking about pitching. But We're starting. Yeah, I think Candelario for sure. He's been like the Nationals' best player. Also, Stone Garrett's been really nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stone Garrett's been nice. But yeah, third base was like I kept juggling dudes, bro. Like yeah. my first initial thought was Max Muncie. I like literally wrote down Max Muncie, and I was like looking at the games played, and I was like, uh, I got to go away from Max because he's yep. been hurt. And then I was like, all right. It could be Arenado, too. It could be. No, nah, Arenado's been trash. I'm not going to reward him because I'm not going to reward him because of his name, dude. Arenado hasn't been that bad. Nah, Arenado's been trash, bro. Ryan McMahon's been better than him. I would put Ryan McMahon of Colorado over him. I put, uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. McMahon's better. Well, McMahon's better defensively. No, Arenado is technically better defensively. Well, he hasn't been playing better defensively. Not this year. You look yeah. at uh, the reason why I took out uh, McMahon was his thirty percent strikeout rate. Yeah, but you and you, I know JD Davis is not much better at twenty six point five. But the crazy thing though is Ryan McMahon was striking out like fifty percent of the time in the month of April. <laughs> mm. Jesus. Yeah, he's come a long way. Not like yeah. I said, dude. You can make a case for a lot of these dudes, bro. All right, this is another position shortstop where. I mean, the National League is just down in a fucking shithole with shortstops, dude. What do you guys think about yeah, shortstop here? Is Dansby Swanson by default here? Tyro <laughs> Estrada. Dude, he's played like three games as shortstop. Yeah, I thought he's a second baseman. Yeah, well, it was uh, he's number two in my second base, too. So, then because uh, Arias is so good. Smoking like a true Giants fan. Damn straight. Damn straight. Yeah, no, nah, this is, uh, I was talking to Irv earlier. I said, this shit's kind of sucks because it's basically our only choices are Swanson, Bogarts, and Lindor. And Lindor is fucking like, that dude's either home run or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he done fell off a cliff, man. He's like not the same player we saw in Cleveland at all. At all. And then on top of that, Bogarts was like hella good the first like three and a half weeks of the season. He's been absolutely yeah, trash. Carrying the Padres now. So I I think by default Dansby Swanson. I was telling Irv too, Ben, before we came on air. I was like, man, if O'Neill Cruz didn't get hurt, he's probably yep. starting shortstop. Hundred percent runaway starter at shortstop. Hundred percent. Yep. You think they'd find a way to sneak Ellie into the All Star game? I would because he'll at least. I would too. You got to. He's probably the best shortstop of the of the National League right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati fans, do your best. Y'all better vote his ass every hour on every second on the second on the minute by minute. 
I also think it hurts. Uh, Vaughn Grissom got hurt for for Atlanta. You know, yeah. Vaughn and uh, O'Neill Cruz probably both give a better case to this. So I want Dansby Swanson, but like Irv said, this is kind of by default. Yeah. Um, Ellie and a uh, home run derby would be nice too. Highlight him. He's the game. He's a future star in the game. So, you know, put him off uh, front street. Yeah, they did that to J-Rod last year, and he's had a terrible year this year. What do you think? Well, you, could, you could put Lindor in that. In the Ellie's, looking, Ellie's, Ellie's looking, man. I ain't seen a start like this since y'all see El Puig. Bro, you want, he's gone like 0, and 9, 0 for 9 since he fucking hit for the cycle on Friday. Yeah, it was only been well, that's only been one game, bro. Calm down. Well, did you say since Yasiel Puig? Well, when Puig came in, he took the league by storm. He did. He was uh, he was special. Yeah, yeah I, I know y'all like hating on my Dodgers, but damn, give him some credit, bro. I don't Yasiel hate on the Puig, Dodgers, bro. Douchebag. Bro, he I don't be a douchebag. He can be a douchebag all he wants. When he came into yeah. the league, he set the league on fire. I don't ever hate on the Dodgers, bro. I do. All right, uh, catcher. Who do we got? <laughs> we should all have the same person here too. Yeah, it's Will Smith. Yep. <laughs> what? I have Will Smith with a second of uh, William Contreras. What? And not Will Smith from Men in Black. Bro, you guys are fucking high. I got Sean Murphy by a long shot. Oh, a former Oakland Athletic. Yeah, bro. He's the he's the best catcher in the National League. What are we doing yeah. here? Like you say, yeah, I bet. Oh, I I do bet, actually. I'll bet it wholeheartedly. I don't even see him on my list. <laughs> Your is list? He, what, how, many, how many games has he played? Is he not uh, qualified? Bro, he's played... Uh, let me see here. Sorry, I'm pulling it up. I think Sean Murphy's problem is he's played some games at DH too, but so is Will Smith. Will Smith's played a lot of games. Uh, so Murphy has fifty-eight games played, two hundred thirty-five plate appearances. Ah, uh, that's probably why he's the plate appearances. Yeah, but he has the highest WAR of yeah. all catchers in the National League at three, sitting two eighty-six on base percentage, three eighty-three. Woba three ninety four. I mean, every dude. Sean Murphy's the best catcher in the National He's League. Just below the the qualify for uh, yeah for he, fan grass, which is why I didn't see him there. He is uh, uh, below. no. I mean, but Will Smith, you got to look at that walk rating. You got to look at that that strikeout rating. My problem with Will Smith at catcher, though, Ben, is that he's such a dog shit defensive catcher. Like he's terrible, bro. Yeah, the Dodgers have the worst. They 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 get more more opponents have stolen bases on them than anybody else in the league. Is that more on Will Smith or more on the pitcher's slow ass deliveries? Could be both. Yeah, but he also has like hella pass balls, dude. Like you're only talking about a difference of point two WAR there too between Murphy and Smith. <clears throat> what was the same? I'm taking Murph, dog. Best defensive catcher in baseball. And he rakes. Yeah, Will Smith rakes a little bit more. Yeah, but Sean Murphy's old 
defensively, Sean Light, Murphy is definitely Light better. years defensively yeah. better. I, I agree. <clears throat> he, uh, to be honest, he wasn't on my list because he doesn't have enough late appearances. I think it, it caps it at 240 for me. He will be in the yeah. next couple of days. All right, let's move over to outfield. Outfield number one, who do we got? I went right, center, left, so. Just give me the best three outfielders, bro. Because uh, that's how it's voted in. Acuna, Carroll, okay. and Soto. Acuna, Carroll, Soto. That's mine as well. Irv? I have no um, uh, no uh, difference. The only, um, yeah, I got Corbin Carroll over Michael Harris by hair because it was just dude's, dude's amazing, bro. Over Michael Harris, bro. Michael Harris was dog shit for like the first two months. They have Brandon Nemo higher than Michael Harris. I know, but Michael Harris just... just, just he's, he's been good. on a tear lately, though. So, but yeah, Corbin Carroll is a dog. It sucks he's in my division, but you got to deal with it. Yeah, he's the best. He's one of the best outfielders. Definitely. Uh, Matisse was suspended, so he's been on fire, but he hasn't played enough games. Yep. So, yeah, those three are – I have no argument with those three. Yeah, I had for my second level, I had uh, Mookie, uh, Nemo, and then I put Carol in second and left. So, See, Mookie's – I have him first and center and second and left. Mookie's uh, difficult for me because – He's been playing everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, like, he hasn't, like, I would take those three outfielders before Mookie for sure. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. He's, he's definitely up there. And the other thing that hurts, too, is, uh, you know, Brian Reynolds was hella good, but he got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. He's missed a lot of games. So, yeah, I agree. So, we all have the same outfielders. All right, DH for the NL. Who do you guys got? Somewhere. I'm, I got Solaire as well. He's having a good year. Uh, yeah, Solaire. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get a DH. It's new rules, Ben. Everyone got DH. Um, Solaire's been fucking. He's he's had a great year, bro. He's turned the corner a little bit. His strike, his K percentage at twenty three point one, but that's down from last year. Surprisingly, um, I'm gonna go. Uh... Cutch Daddy. Andrew McCutcheon? Yep. Nah, no fucking no fucking way, dude. <laughs> I'll I'll put you down for that, but you're fucking high. Alright, starting pitcher for the uh, National. Yeah, League. no, Solaris. I, I I'm with you guys. Solaris definitely better there. Um but Hold on, so are you taking Cutch or are you taking Solar? I'm taking McCutcheon. Okay, you're taking Cutch. Alright. Starting pitcher, who we got for the National League? I'm just going to say Zach. Okay. Because that gives me Zach Gallon or Zach Wheeler. Dude, Wheeler ain't no fucking... <laughs> no way, dog. Irv? Irv pitcher? Gonna... Yeah, Irv's going to put Bobby Miller. No, it's going to be Zach Gallon, bro. I'm not that damn biased. What is... Yeah, Zach Allen, he's been... He's been fucking special, bro. Uh, my second choice would have been Kershaw, to be honest. Yeah. 
if I had a second choice. But yeah, so we all agree on Zach Gallen there. Um, all right, let's move over to the AL. Let's start at first base here. Who y'all got? Ben? I have a, my, my first is, uh, I think, the one that probably everybody has, but my second is uh, is someone I don't know if anybody has. Who's your first baseman? My first is uh, Yandy. Okay. That is who my second be. is Ryan Noda. All right. I, I'm with it. I don't know if he'll get it, but. Uh, oh, I don't think he will get it, but. He, he might just... on it. Him or. Him or. But the thing is, is Yasturi Perez is going to be the A's lone representative, but you're right. Ryan Noda probably should be up on that list. Yep. Um, Irv, who do you have at first base? Um, um, I agree with Benjamin. Damn, we all got Yandy Diaz? Yeah. I thought one of you idiots was going to take fucking Vlad Guerrero and I was going to fucking shred you guys to pieces. Nah, man. The, we talking about the um, the NL shortstop, the AL first baseman, pretty, pretty dog shit this year, too. Dark Yandy's been nice as hell. No, I'm saying outside of him, who else are we really going to pick? Uh, Nathaniel Lowe. Brandon Drury, Ryan Noda. Hasn't been that bad. Yeah. Vlad, Vlad Guerrero should be like the fucking 20th choice, though. And he's, he's first He's starter, first in honestly. voting right now, bro. <laughs> he's probably going to be the starter. Yeah, and it's pathetic, dude. He's been he's been awful. Yeah. Um. All right. Second base AL, who you guys got? I think we all going to be unanimous on this. Marcus Simeon. Yeah, I'm on Simeon as well. Ben? I wanted to be different. He gonna go Altuve, probably. Fuck Altuve. No. <laughs> no uh, Whit Merrifield. Man, fuck out of here, bro. What the Offensive fuck? numbers. Right there. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. It had to be different. Okay. I'm not lying. I had Whit Merrifield number one and Marcus Simeon number two. I mean, what are you look? What are you looking at, dude? <laughs> Marcus Simeon is slugging 450, 340 Woba, one seventeen WRC plus. I mean, everything is better than Merrifield except for the average. He strikes uh, out less, walks more, stolen bases. Um, oh my god, dude! He, Kidding me, bro? Strikeout percentage is right there. Oh, Marcus Simeon right got there. sixty-one runs scored. Whit Merrifield got thirty runs scored, and he got eight. He got nine more stolen bases. Yeah, and how many more plate appearances? Ben, you're high. We're, we're looking at two eighty-one to three fifty-nine. Yeah, I'm also looking at one hundred seventeen WRC plus compared to one hundred seven, which actually weights out their uh, plate appearances. I'm looking Whit at Merrifield an is batting almost 321 to 306. I'm looking at a Woba of 340 to 324. I mean, everything Marcus Simeon is better. I just, I don't know how you could. I, I would have had, I would have liked you to say Brandon Drury better than fucking. <laughs> no, Brandon Drury strikes out way too much and walks horribly. Um, no, also uh, it's Jacks. Yeah, Merrifield, Babip's better. Uh, yeah, Babip on base percentage is better. Babip don't mean Lincoln shit. Is left. Um. Yeah, 
I didn't want to pick Simeon, okay? All right. Third base, who who we got here? Matt Chapman? Fuck no. I'm going to write you down for that, but... But I really wanted to go Rafael Devers, but... Nah, he's been trash, too. I know. Ben, who do you got? Jose. Jose. Yeah. Yeah, next time, don't send your list, because I saw your list. I'm like, oh, I got to make it a little bit different there. Well, I mean... You know, my my honorable mention for third place was Isaac Paredes, who I, I think you could make a very good case for starting at third over Jose Ramirez. I just think Jose Ramirez is a all end-all, be-all is the better third baseman. But I think Paredes, you, dude, 13 home runs, uh, 30, or 44 RBIs, he's... He's made, or I'm sorry, 50 RBIs. He has more RBIs, more home runs than uh, Jose Ramirez. He's slugging a little bit less on base, higher. Obviously, his average is a little lower, but his WRC plus, he has 144 WRC plus compared to Jose Ramirez 133 WRC plus. Jeez. So, I definitely think there's a case that could be made. I also think you can make a case for Josh Young of Texas. Yeah, I was looking at that too. He just strikes out too much, and and. I mean, I think that was the big difference for me, um, you know, looking at the offensive numbers was the the strikeout rate there. And I think Jose Ramirez is a little bit better than both of those players offensive or defensively. So I also think Jose I, Ramirez, like if, if you put Jose in Tampa's lineup or in Texas's lineup, his numbers look a lot better because he has better protection. Yeah. Like he plays in a dog shit lineup, dude. Other than Josh Naylor, like, there's nobody on that team that can fucking hit, really. Steven Kwan, but he's a leadoff hitter. So, with that being said, I think I think Jose Ramirez is a better player for sure. I think he's having a better year, but I could definitely make a case for Paredes or Josh Young. Yep. <coughs> All right, shortstop. Uh, I like seeing those RBI numbers go up a little bit, too. Yeah. I need that to keep going. Yep. All right, shortstop. This was the hardest one. Really? First stop might be a tough one, but honestly, gotta go with Bo. Boba shit. Ooh, okay. See, I've got Wander. Mm. I got. Uh, I, but this was very hard for me. Uh, I think Wander is just a better all-around player than Bo, uh, mm. which is why I, I chose Wander over Bo here. Uh, Bo's offensive numbers minus the. Um, Stolen bases is uh, was you know pretty much above everybody else, but yeah, I agree. I think there could be made. A, I think there could be a case made for both. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. But I went. I went with Wander as well. Uh, higher WAR. Um, mm-hmm. Numbers are pretty much all similar across the board. Other than that, so. Yeah, Jordan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Sorry, go ahead. I wouldn't be mad with Wander or Bo. I just went with Bo by a hair. Yeah, yeah. It it really is a hair in my eyes too. I feel you on that. And Jordan Bobby Witt, twenty two stolen bases through seventy six games. Yep. he can get that forty like you were talking about. Yeah, but he's not even. He gotta get on base more, bro. Yeah, Wander got twenty five. Yeah. Dude, Bobby Witt's on base percentage under 300, dude. He got to get on base more. 
Yeah, his average oh, yeah. is 247. His OBP is 290. Yeah, he got it. But even though that, yeah, because KC lineup isn't that bad. It's just their pitching is complete dog. KC lineup's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. That's right. Whit Merrifield for second base. No. You're crazy. All right. Uh, catcher, American League. You go first, man. Johan Heim. Jonah uh, Abley Heim. was uh, was was second there for me, but I'm going Heim. Out of Texas. Irv. You got to go with my boy Adley, man. Yeah, I'm going Adley, too. Adley's a better overall player. Jonah Heim had a very hot month. <clears throat> yep. Things are going to cool down, though, for him. Uh, Adley's also the better player. Yeah, but are, are things going to cool down for him before the All-Star break? Probably. Adley has a better WRC Plus, 122, compared to 120. Better on base percentage, 376 to 330. Better Woba, 346 to 343. Um, and Jonah Heim plays in a much better lineup as well. He has, you know, if Adley had Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon in his lineup and Josh Young, pretty sure his numbers would look a lot better as well. You know, Dallas Garcia and Nathaniel Lowe. Yeah, yeah. that fucking lineup is stacked, bro. Kind of, but. Adley's definitely the better player. Andy's a better catcher. He's a better defensive catcher by far. Yeah. Adley's the best defensive catcher in, in baseball behind uh behind Sean Murphy, so numbers. Why why does Adley have a minus point three defensive ranking? Uh negative numbers in defensive ranking are, are positive. No, that's not true. Well, you gotta also look at how it's calculated. Yeah, not through not through FanGraphs uh, calculations. Yeah, but how's it how's it calculated? That's what I'm saying. Like, go to glossary, um, go to I'm defensive done. stats. Because I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the fuck we're looking at. You got Heim at eleven point eight, and you've got. Yeah, but I mean, what do we what do we calculate? I, I don't. Again, I don't know. I'm I'm getting there, but I'm just saying you got Heim at eleven point eight, and you've got Adley at defensive minus runs 0.3. above average measures a player's defensive value relative to league average. Fielding statistics, statistics like ultimate zone rating or defensive runs saved communicate the player's value relative to league average at that position. But defense adds in the positional adjustment so that you are able to compare defensive value across positions. Defense equals fielding runs above average plus positional adjustment. There's no way that dude is a lot to Jonah Heim is not that good of a defensive catcher. Very easy to pick up. So zero's average. Uh, I got to look more into it. I got to I got to read deeper, but uh, there ain't no way Jonah Heim is better defensively and can call a game like <clears throat> like uh, Adley Rushman. We saw it last year, bro. When Adley Rushman got called up, 
Baltimore's ERAs as an entire pitching staff went down a whole ass percentage, whole ass point, which is huge. Better defensive catcher. Jonah Jaime is shit. He's having a year. He's having a good year, but uh, Adley's better. All right. Outfield. Who we got? Name the three, Ben, because I'm pretty sure we probably all got the same. Uh, no, I I've got, got Verdugo, Lou Bob, and Rosarina. I'd, I'd put Jordan in there, but the injuries. He also barely plays in the outfield. True. Yeah, but I think you got to put Shohei at DH, right? Yeah. Yep. Who do you got? Um, I definitely got, have a different. You got Verdugo over. Uh, let me see what has my right field. I had Verdugo first, uh, Garcia second. For right. Well, it would have been Aaron Judge, but he's hurt, so. Yeah. I got uh, a Rosarina, Lou Bob, and Austin Hayes. Okay. My only difference uh, is y'all's. I got Kyle Tucker in right field. Uh, Austin Hayes, where's where's he play? Baltimore. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, but right, center, left. He plays all over, but usually left field. Okay. He's not showing up on my list, so I'm wondering if that's played. No, oh, no there we go. 275 yeah, Honorable yeah. mention to my boy Yoshida. I picked him to win the AL Rookie of the Year as my as my long shot, and is looking pretty damn good. You're probably gonna lose because Josh Young. It's Josh Young's to lose right now. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Agreed. Now Austin Hayes batting three eighteen, slugging five ten, Woba three seventy. Dude's having a year. And when the Orioles' offense went cold, <clears throat> he kept them hot. Yeah, Strikes out a lot. When Mountcastle was absolute drive dung. Bro, he strikes out way less than Mike sorry, Trout. Sorry, sorry. I was looking at clinic. It's crazy we didn't mention Mike Trout, huh? Yeah, I mean, Mike Trout's just not having a Mike Trout-type year. He's been good, but... He's yeah. Definitely, definitely not. He's probably going to be in the starter, though, watch. Bro, but I think when you compare it to Lubob there and... and center field that oh Lubov's way issue. better and Mike Trout's also he's one of the worst hitters with runners runners in scoring position this year dude he's hitting under 200 with runners in scoring position yeah that's not that great bro he has 17 home runs and 41 RBIs dude oh, so he's a new king of the solo shot it's a lot of solo shots dude a lot of them He's replaced Aaron Judge as the king of the solo home run. Yep. Right now he is. But I think I, I think you can make a case. The outfield is one of those positions too where I think you can make a case for a lot of fucking guys, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Dallas Garcia, Verdugo, Yoshida. Tavares. So the head second was uh Estuary Ruiz. Um Yeah. Yeah, and then I had to Jordan has that second for my uh, left field. Yeah, you, you can make a case for a lot of these. 
All right, who's our DH in uh, AL? I'm pretty sure we all have the fucking same thing. Otani Sama. Yep. And then not the future Dodger. <laughs> I'm glad you said it and not me because we all know where he's going. Shit. And then starting pitcher for the AL, who do you guys got? Uh, give me your. I mean, what the fuck? Your Perez pitches for the Marlins. He should be the starter for the AL, bro, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Framer, Framer Valdez. Yeah, I got Framer. I had I had Gaussman, then Framer. He was my number two. Bro, you're high as fuck. Both, I think, are are good uh, good picks there. Gaussman gets lit up like every other start though. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, he's been bad the last like couple weeks. Gossman still has a better number than Framber Valdez. No, he doesn't. What are you looking at? Framber has a 2.27 ERA. Gaussman has a 3.10. XFIP. Framber Valdez, 2.83. Gaussman, 2.94. Pulling up my numbers. Gaussman has better K per nine, but Framber's not a strikeout pitcher, technically. He's a ground ball pitcher. We contact type of pitcher. Yep. Um, I was looking at home runs uh, per fly ball. But Gaussman's giving up more home runs per nine innings. What about I'll put Shane McClanahan over Gaussman? Uh, I don't know about no. that. Shane McClanahan is also hurt. McClanahan, his ERA is hella good, but if you look deeper into his fucking numbers, dude, like he's 11 and 1 on the season, which is fucking incredible, bro. Yeah, but sometimes he does give up runs for sure. What's the difference between FIP and XFIP? FIP is your fielding independent, XFIP is your expected fielding independent. Okay. So XFIP is, uh, is deeper. Like your FIP is usually, you want your FIP to be around your ERA. That that's usually telling. If your XFIP is around your ERA, that means it's your ERA is really true. Like you'll always see guys' XFIP always uh, be higher because mm-hmm. <clears throat> BABIP has a lot to do with it. And what's VFA? That's velocity for average fastball. Which doesn't mean shit, technically. No. Okay. No, I... I will admit my error, erroneous ways. <laughs> Alright. Good. That was good shit. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow, though. We're gonna skip top five teams this week, because we're, we're... Oh, man. We're gonna do top five teams I, next week. I had a dethroning here. Nice. Okay. We're gonna wait till next week to look it up because we talked uh, players and stuff today. Best bets: Give me the uh, Chicago White Sox money line and the uh, Washington Nationals money line. Damn, I'm I'm doing a bet on both of those games. Different bet, but those are the two games I'm doing too. I'm going Chicago, LA. I'm gonna go under eight and a half. Okay. Uh, two great pitchers on the hill, or at least Detmers has been pitching well. 
Um, and then uh, Washington, Seattle, we're going to go first five over three and a half. First five over three and a half. Pretty good bet. Uh, Nats money line's like what? Minus 220 right now? Plus, plus 220. 220, I mean. Um, I'm going Chicago White Sox money line plus 115. I like that bet. I, I've already placed it. I might get to the window with Orioles money line tomorrow. I just think everybody and their mom is like, oh, Cole Irvin's on the mound. I'm going to take the Reds. I'm not so sure about that. The Reds have a 88 WRC plus on the road against left-handed pitching since in the month of June. They're coming off a high-energy series against the Braves where they lost two of three. I do think some regression is set in for the Reds as well. Um, and I know Cole Irvin's bad, so I have to convince myself to back Cole Irvin before I make this bet. So I'm not telling anybody to run out to the window and make this bet. But I am saying be cautious when playing the Reds tomorrow because Williamson is on the mound and he is worse than Cole Irvin. All right. So just because Cole Irvin is on the mound and the Reds have been hot, do not just take this bet. You know what? Fuck it. We're taking the Orioles. Fuck yourself into it, huh? Orioles money line, baby. Let's fucking ride. There we go. Cause I, I'm going to be like one of fucking 10 people in the country tomorrow on the Orioles. That's how mm. I like it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure to uh, tap in on Tuesday night. We'll be back talking Major League Baseball, previewing games for Wednesday. Um, you know, we've been really good on the shows. Last Wednesday, we went 4-0. On Friday night show, we I think we went 3-1. We only lost that fucking over 8.5 on the Rangers-Yankees. Fucking motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, so been profitable man so definitely tap in with that shit uh yeah man we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us follow us on twitter at taproom underscore sports you can follow Irvin at swerving Irvin tsp you can follow myself at jordan rules tsp uh we will be back like i said tuesday night we appreciate y'all have a very blessed monday let's get to the window with some of these bets man let's get this money we out late Ha, <laughs> ha,